and welcome back to Real Clear with Dr. Klein, the crossroads of politics and psychology. If you would like to listen to ad-free episodes and have access to daily and weekly releases, essays, and other membership perks, and you also want to help in the production of this program, go to realclearpodcast.com and click subscribe. There are a lot of places in this world where you can put your money, and so I thank you for considering membership to realclearpodcast.com. I hope you enjoy this next episode. And hello again, folks. I am coming to you right after the horrible massacre inflicted on the Jewish people at the hands of radical lunatics from Hamas in Palestine. Life is a series of crises, with spaces in between, and most of us prefer the spaces, but we have few of those now. I don't mean to be an alarmist, but alarmism may be necessary. The civilized world is heading into some very perilous times, and there are going to be some axial shifts in global politics, economics, and life as we know it, and hardening what we know and what we don't know is vital. There are two things that I would like to touch upon today. The fact that American liberals should really consider who really are their true enemies and their innate allies, and the positions and the antics of far-left politicians, such as Rashida Tlaib, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and Cori Bush, to name a few, the antics coming from them are really part of what I'm going to call our lost generation, who are currently in college and really occupy the millennial generation. They have demonstrations supportive of Palestine right at this time. These are all versions of inversions and even perversions of what is true, of what is real, and what is good. If you believe that there is an equivalence between Palestine, Hamas, and Israel, there is something wrong with you. All you have to do is watch the videos of these subhumans from Hamas butchering, anally raping women, spitting on corpses, parading corpses through their streets, taking elderly women hostage, going into homes and machine-gunning down whole families. This is literally not something that's been seen since the Rwandan genocide of the 1990s with the Hutus, and it is before that seen in the Holocaust. This is a moment of truth. This is a moment where there is no equivocation possible. It is truly worth wondering for the American center-left the Jewish Americans who identify with the Democrat Party, and the large block of good people who identify as liberals. It is truly worth them wondering what political identity, which actors in America and worldwide, are actually their innate enemies and their innate allies. For decades now, American liberals have considered the true enemy, so to speak, to be represented by some kind of redneck neo-Nazi in southeastern United States, the kind of person who has a Confederate flag in his truck and drives around with a tattoo of a swastika. And now, for around a decade, the far left has been asking us to believe that the mentality of that person I just described has gone subterranean and now lives within each person who is center-right conservative or Republican. Let's put this to the test. Just now, after the surprise attack on the Jewish state and its people, the brutality we have not seen since the Holocaust, who exactly is on the side of sanity, of justice, and of the Israeli people, and who is holding demonstrations in New York City supportive of Palestine, who is making equivocations between Israel and Hamas, who continues to equivocate and condemn anybody who does not do that, who believes that being tough on Iran and not allowing them to funnel money into terrorist organizations is somehow some kind of austere deprivation. I think the American left has made itself clear on these positions, and that liberal Americans might want to consider that a cultural, political realignment is necessary at this time. According to an annual Gallup survey, 
the majority of Democrats have for some time sympathized increasingly more so with Hamas and the Palestinians than with Israel and its people. There is a major shift. Just back in 2016, over half of Democrats said, as they historically had, that they were on the side of Israel and only 23 on the side of Palestine. Now, in 2023, 50% say that they are on the side of Palestine. What is driving this shift and who? According to the demographics of the survey, it is Americans born after 1980, who I am calling the lost generation. Again, I say, it is the time for American liberals and patriotic Democrats to reconsider what their labels and alliances should be. You belong, by label, to a party and a general political spectrum that embraces people like Cori Bush, who called for an end to the American alliance with Israel right after the Hamas massacre. Cori Bush has referred to Israel as an apartheid state. I say to you patriotic liberals listening, will you rebuke soundly and roundly the true Adolf Eichmanns of your time? Or will you continue to engage in the fantasy that Jethro from Western Georgia backwoods is the true opponent of you in your modern time? And let us now shift to the global stage. On June 5th of this year, 2023, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, an empty suit in my opinion, admonished Israel and the far-right government, quote, of Benjamin Netanyahu on their stance of demolishing Palestinian homes in the West Bank. He double-talked and described the ironclad alliance of the Jewish state with America, but then continued admonishing Israel. Now do we understand why Israel has had a policy of targeting Palestinian homes too close to their walls and demolishing them. The reason, as all of you well know, has been because the Palestinians have used those homes as fencing operations for terror, and they would use them as strike zones to go into Israel and rain acts of terror on its people. If I know this, and if you know this, didn't Secretary Blinken know it? What then was his motivation for making such a statement? Was it stupidity, naivety? Was the administration under the belief that these people, that Hamas, and the general radical state of Palestine care at all for the wandering political pandering and ingratiating statements coming from the likes of Blinken? We have higher levels of realignment happening today globally, beyond our domestic skirmishes and ignoble problems that I previously stated. Turkey sits on the meridian of the middle between NATO and an obvious alliance with Russia, and it's going to have to choose at some point or be forced to choose whether it's going to remain a part of NATO or actually excise itself. Secretary Blinken recently parroted the position that Turkey has taken regarding a ceasefire with Hamas and Israel. Turkey has access to American nuclear warheads, by the way, in our base in Insurluk. Iran is receiving increased funding from China, which makes it more or less immune from sanctions in curtailing its effects on regional violence. One thing is certain, Iran is closer to a nuclear weapon than it has ever been, and there are some reports that they could be nuclear-capable within 2023. Their aim, as stated, is the eradication of the Jewish state. Imagine what the impact would be if they were capable of slipping a nuclear warhead into Israel. A very real and imminent problem is China's focus on Taiwan. Just as after the disastrous pullout from Afghanistan, Putin was looking for the right time to pounce on Ukraine. And now, mark my words, and I hope you don't have to, but I believe that I'm correct here, that if this current administration is given a second chance, if President Joe Biden is reelected in 2024, I think the likelihood that China will actually attempt to take over Taiwan 
is closer to 100% than it has been to zero. And just consider this. Yes, our semiconductors come almost entirely from Taiwan, and our national stability would be destabilized instantaneously. However, think of something more basic. While Taiwan is not the number one source of brass for the United States, Germany is, it does provide an enormous amount of brass and other vital minerals to the U.S. Imagine if China were to successfully take over Taiwan, and they had the capacity to deprive us of vital metals, as well as reign supreme over us with semiconductors. Yes, they would still want that revenue and would still be selling them to us, but just how much would those semiconductors cost, and would we trust them? And we would be at their whim for vital materials that are used in our military and our economy. Please understand this is not an endorsement of Donald Trump. I would much rather see somebody else in the Republican Party come into the spotlight, but it is a statement very much against the Biden administration because he's become ineffectual, as has his cabinet like Blinken. China views these people as fools, and as feckless fools at that. The fundamental mistake that Democrat heads of state have made in recent decades is to believe that China, Russia, and the Middle Eastern states care at all about ingratiating political statements. They understand strength, and that is it. Barack Obama made the most obvious errors in this respect, and largely because he was naive in his worldview, and he had an inflated sense of his own likability and his effect on others. He believed that if he was nice to Middle Eastern leaders, that they would find him likable and become allies. This didn't work, and Assad knew it. Remember the red line that Obama drew, and over which Assad stepped? So, we have a time right now where we have to identify as Chamberlains or Churchills. For anybody who is not aware of that reference, Chamberlain was the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom and tried to barter and bargain with Hitler and came back after a meeting with the Third Reich and downplayed their threat to Europe and the United Kingdom. He left Britain unprepared for war. Churchill had to take over at a time of severe crisis and the British people very nearly were overtaken. Right now is the time in world history for an eagle eye, one that discerns quickly, that is not prevaricating or equivocating. This is the time to see things for what they are, and not to middle about that is an abstract theory about contextualism and proportionality in Israel's response to Hamas' serious axial shifts in our geopolitical and geomilitary alliances. God bless the people of Israel. I'm thinking of them. I know you are too. I'll be with you soon.